0: Welcome everyone, this is Michelle Anderson. I'm your host for my podcast show, Michelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond. So thank you so much for joining me today as I am starting to focus on Atlantis. It's been actually two years, two or three years since I had introduced this new production underneath the mole, overall umbrella there. And I wanted to kind of get back to focusing on this storyline, my take of Atlantis and when I did introduce it, it was right after that, I had to focus on, at that time, still thinking that, you know, spending time to create Molay as a play, to return back for the third time, but then COVID happened. So <laughs> all that kind of changed and it really had me to sit back and think, this is really not what I wanted to do with Molay of my book, which is the start of all this in my writing as an author. The book was, I titled it, Mitzrayim, A Memoir of a Past Life in Ancient Egypt that I made it to a theatrical production, Moments of Love in Ancient Egypt. And I did the the first theological part of that was a play that one of my advisors at the time that I was giving me good advice told me to go ahead and do that. And but when I wrote the book, it was always when I saw the images and I wrote it for my soul i I was remember saying to myself, this is like a movie, you know? And, and anyhow, I focused on that after I wrote out Atlantis. And then, next year, of course, with COVID and all that. Fast forward to now, I'm saying, you know, but I'm coming back for my fifth season of podcasting. I need to kind of go back and release some other series of that. Eventually, this would be a paid membership access. If you've been listening to any of my previous podcasts, that's when I was on Spreaker with this particular podcast show here. And if you wanted to get the full clip, you would sign up or to be a part of that particular platform to get access to that. I did remove that account for now, I just couldn't like manage that and everything else. I might have something either back on that pro- platform or just creating something here on Podbean where for a premium membership, you'll be able to get the full short story and other goodies attached to that when you become a paid member supporting of this podcast. But nonetheless, I wanted to return back to Atlantis. And I really have some good vibes about it of how I want to expand this production. And hopefully you are in tune with that and like these stories that I'm bringing forth. So before I get all into that, as we start part five, and when you come about in my podcast show, when I title it episodes, pretty much it's Malay. Molay is about into Egypt, it's from my book, that's my heart, <laughs> where I'm still back, you know, own it to turn it into a full feature, it has never been a full feature production mole. And Atlantis is a part of that creativity umbrella of releasing a new type of storyline, my take of Atlantis, um, from the tales that we have read from storybooks and what have you, this is my take on it. And it's basically regarding uh, leadership. And so we'll go more into that later. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to my rollout of Premiere, please check that out. It was in 2019, I believe, uh, Atlantis, 2018 or 2019, in February, the month of February. And I released four parts. So definitely go back and listen to that you really like it comment show that you like it (laughs) you know give me a heart or what have you on that check mark and definitely share it with someone else and that and I definitely break it down before I start the short story I definitely give you some background information on it and put all the pieces together I'm going to do that a little bit today because it is my returning back to this particular to my season and so I'm just going to kind of you know, touch on that and give you a heads up, but definitely I highly recommend to take the time and listen to those four parts and then come back and listen to this one after you listen to it today. (laughs) So at any rate, let's go over a couple of things before I get started. So this particular podcast, again, is from my book when I wrote that over 20 years ago. So again, it's titled Mitzrayam, A Memoir of a Past Life in Ancient Egypt. You can get that at Amazon. If you already purchased my book, I humbly ask you to leave a review. Hopefully it's five stars or a high star and a positive comment if you don't really like and you can't connect to it, you know, don't be mean or whatever, just walk away. (laughs) It's okay, right? Um, Looking for positive energy. So anyway, so from there, I'm turning to a theatrical production as I mentioned earlier and here we are with atlantis that's expanding on that believe me if you hold on and follow me into where we go for how long all this is going to connect atlantis and mitrayam okay but for right now just to kind of touch on that i have a website molay.com that's where you can get branded merchandise. and i haven't as of yet Sign up to the newsletter by going to Molay.com, sign up to the newsletter, be a part of the fan uh, club of the production. And soon, if not already, if I'm dropping this, Don't be surprised you get (laughs) advertisement that I'm having releasing t-shirts of Atlantis. So go to molay.com, that's M-O-L-I-A-E.com and you'll see that in the description here. And you can find the merchandise, t-shirts and so forth. You also can find other merchandise, journals and so forth. So if you want to um, support the cause, support the mission that one day soon I will turn my book finally into a full feature movie, you can do that by purchasing one of the items You will get some, you definitely see some discounts going on there. Check in the description here as well. And check that out and I did mention the newsletter please sign up for that you will see a, where you can just sign up and get an extra 10% on our merchandise definitely if you want to be a guest speaker uh, maybe you in music maybe you're a talent you know an actor or what-have-you maybe you a gaffer you just want to talk about entertainment business and your experience and how you can motivate all the things that I do I try to motivate by giving and I do have guest speakers come over, we'll talk about you know their life, their experience, and of course I ha- will write them a scene, a particular episode of one of my short stories. This would be a perfect opportunity. <laughs> so if you're interested, you go to molay.com and you can reach out to us by just um, the contact that you're interested in being a guest speaker. And that way you can not only promote your project, but you can educate or share your experience for those that are listening that will love, that enjoy acting, or enjoy being a part of the entertainment business. Maybe an assistant or what have you, production assistant, or maybe any other type of uh, position producing film and want to talk about it and share their experience. So with that done and said, let's move on to the other thing, which will be uh, the website. So I have done episodes before, did a feature film. If you want to know all about my um, theatrical work as a director, um, based on the writing of my script that I wrote, because um, I'm an author by heart, a writer, um, you can go to realhouse.org forward slash prestige. And that will list all the things that I have done Rating for the moment that I can <laughs> Direct on set my book that I wrote that I that I didn't wrote It was a time that I was like, I don't think I can do this. No one's gonna take it seriously No, one's gonna believe me and I fought through all that fear and I got up and i want to put an age on it But I got up and that time it wasn't no iPads you can use it was like You know those old computers or a typewriter and I did it I wrote that manuscript on a typewriter, <laughs> and when I got up to page 50, and I'm sharing this this is live, like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do it. I was so terrified, I just couldn't do it, and then something in me just said, and I listened to my ancestors, and they said, yes, you can. They said in a different phrase. i share that later, and I got up, and I did it, and I made sure after work, I came home, and I said what I need to do, and I set time away, and I just wrote it nonstop, and that's a journey, and... It's a part of me. It's part of my being. And hopefully you'll get that from me when you're listening to me, that you come humbly, not negatively, trying to take anything. What's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. And I'm sharing this with you. And that experience has always kept me strong. Even when I first arrived in Atlanta and I went through some awful people. (laughs) And I talk about people like that in my other podcast, Surviving Your Journey to a Success. Please subscribe to that podcast here on Pyveen. And that experience of pushing through and pushing back fear led me to where I'm at today and led me to stand back up when a lot of people that I came across that was already in the business and they thought they missed in that because they've been in all these productions and who am I coming from corporate America thinking da-da-da. It doesn't matter where you're from. The truth is, if the talent is there, And the humbleness is there, that God has blessed an individual. That's their purpose. You know, when we arrive here as babies to grow, we don't really understand or know our purpose. And the experience that we might be doing in another industry, what have you, is just the experience. But you use that for what you're meant to be. And I'm meant to be here. I'm meant to be a writer, an author, to motivate. For the next generation and a healing effect. So I had every right to be there. And I was on time. And so when I was attacked, I'm gonna use that word, it might be a strong word, but that's what exactly what it was. I remember when it was a moment that I wasn't going to finish the manuscript. I didn't know what was motivating me to do it. I didn't understand the visions that I saw. And I remember my ancestors, I can hear them, and they just spoke to me. And I chose to get up. Even though I didn't understand it, that's what you call faith. And I will never forget the exhilarating feeling when I remember I pressed that first letter on that typewriter to continue to write beyond page 50. That's powerful. So you take that in your own life when someone tell you, you can't do that. You don't have the experience. I've been doing this for a long, long time. And you're just coming from another, you know, industry and have never done this before. Who do you think you are? Basically what they're saying where they don't know life and they're not in alignment with God. And then that's strong. That's a strong statement. And you know, I did not plan to say this. So that means that somebody needs to hear this and I am fine with it. You know why? Because I've been through a lot. And I know when God moved people, sometimes the background, I don't know how they able to be able to put this together, but for some reason, they got the tools and they got the mindset, and it just moved with them. We can't get caught up too much of where the person came from. We just know at this moment of time, They're the right person at the right moment and they're getting it done. And they ain't never seen nothing like it before. And that's what we have to do, to motivate people. So I had to go through a lot of naysayers when I got to Atlanta. And I just kept pushing through because this is my dream. It's my manuscript. It's my story. Mitraim, a memoir of a past life in ancient Egypt, AKA, A theatrical production. Moments of love in ancient Egypt. Fast forward. Now I'm creating Atlantis. And I'm proud of that. And if you want to be a part of this journey, I don't know how it's going to end. Like I said, I'm still waiting for it to be a feature film. And I'm going to do it my way. And with the power of God, he should make it so. In the meantime, I'm doing my podcast show. <laughs> and I'm enjoying the experience. And this podcast show definitely focuses on relationships and the choices that we make, the alliances that we do. And Atlantis is a part of that. So let me get into that as well. But before I do right quick, do follow the podcast on Twitter. uh, Follow us on Facebook, on uh, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest. You can go to Malay.com, You can scroll down and you should be able to see our social media. All right. So without further ado, let's get into this. Let me catch you up with Atlantis. It was basically a royal family and we have a Kobe. He's basically um, the ruler of leadership that I often say, basically a king ruler. And how, my take on Atlantis, we have the center of, like, the capital. That's where Akobi is. That's where he ruled. He has three children. The oldest one is Matum. Now, in part four, the last part of my series of Atlantis, Matum was mysteriously vanished. Okay? Now, the other two children that Akobe has is two twins. And we call it Arente and Maketo. Is a female and a male, the twins, and it was born during the second Econauts that I that I mentioned. And basically, there was a symbol, a sign that they believed that God of Universal Powers to be is trying to bring in balance. Before they was born, there was a galactical type um, realignment of the planets, and it called a lot. It caused a lot of chaos. Rulers fighting on one another and so forth and they was assigned the twins to be what we basically would say today future ambassadors they also have unique powers that they are slowly learning that they can do based on the land aware of where or the location of atlantis okay so we're going to get into that and we're going to start off from where in part four as we fast forward from part 1 to 2, 3, and 4, Arente and Makato is about age 19, and they would be ruling. They had got the communion of leadership ceremony done to be joint rulers of the southern region of Atlantis, and then you have the north, and that's Matun. He's, he's about 14 years older than them, and he's married, and he rules the northern region of Atlantis. So you have the north, and you have the south, and you have the center right, where their father and their mother, okay, live in the capital there. It's both land as well as water, of course, somewhere it's like a big, big island. And the geological part, now Atlantis, um, I do focus a lot on, we're getting more into astrology or basically the constellations and other planets and so forth, so I really go all into it based on the history and the stories that I have read and what I'm feeling of. This is how, my take of it, so With all of that, I do encourage you to go back to listen to my part one, two, three, and four, and we move forward to part five. I'm going to do a part six and then a part seven, and then that pretty much is going to wrap up. I do a director clip notes on all of them soon. That probably be towards the end of my season or going into the summer. You You know, we'll go with that. But definitely, this would be the three parts that I'm releasing with Atlantis. I will have, like I said, a premium type thing as well. So do look for that. Let's go ahead and get started and get into this podcast today. All right. Let's begin for this week of my season five podcast show, Nichelle Anderson, Short Stories and Beyond, for 2021 to 2022, for this week, part five of my series, Atlantis, entitled There Are Always Those Refusing the Call of Truth. In the northern region of Atlantis, we see Arente and the generals of the land we call home to where our older brother Matun was last located before a mysterious sand dust mist approached their whereabouts, as told by a nearby villages of towns of people of the Island Bay. Arente was in his military attire and retreated to the early dawn's awakening hours to the normal high-rise skill Matun as practice with his older brother years before that brought him peace and to reinforce his physical skills along with his twin sister. It provided a glow of power as he moved his arms right to the left with the rod before him. Aurenti was up earlier on the land dunes with the other generals and soldiers searching for Matun, his older brother, But nothing came of it. By stepping away and focusing on his attuned skills made him feel somewhat calm. Arente felt his twin sister Makeda ready for their connected telepathic in tune ability to start their practice of forte next. She was in the center of domain where her father their father ruled and Atlantis. Arente could hear the guards below, the second stone roll floor above, and below to the right side, as he was ready to start again searching for more tomb. Arita raised his rod to it above his shoulders, as he could feel and hear his sis- his twin sister Maketo speak softly in his mind. Are you ready? My brother, Arente, she spoke. Arente nodded and then sent a similar telepathic rhythm message of assurance back to her. He replied and thought, at always this moment of time, I am. Within unison, Arente, in the northern region of Atlantis, on the open stone brown amber deck, and at the center domain of the major capital of Atlantis, Mercato. Even though distance apart, they was in tune to move and practice as what their brother taught them. In meditation and practice, they massively skilled. the both wise they had before them, one to the other, washing up and washing down, to give a percent of command. And calmness, as the palm trees around Agente continued to brush back and forth. They both nodded and moved their hands in unison to a current vibration of thought and energy abode around them. Makita spoke softly while motioning the nasib move that their older brother taught them well. Since they were children of three, saw years straight on the White Stone Crescent platform. It does our emotions good to feel for what our brother Matum showed us, the way of mental to peace. A went amen is a smile. Indeed, at this moment it does bring forth some peace. They both simultaneously spin around the rod around them and jumped over it as the last remember technique came underneath to land in their hands, standing straight up. They mastered it once again. They both breathe in, the fresh air around them, to where they both stood, him still in the northern region of the rule of his brother, Mato and Maketo, in the city domain of leadership of Atlantis, the capital. Right when they were both about to send each other a telepathic message, a guard entered to where Arente was at, that they were about to move out and ready for his entrance. Arente nodded and informed Maketo, he will tune in later, She complied and agreed, and their connection ceased. Maketo continued to practice and think, as her father advisors and others of authority within the leadership of council, was on the main level four rooms down. She wanted to be present before them, but first wanted to continue to ease her mind as to worry of where their brother Matun was located. What happened? Why and who? She knew soon she will have to deal with more of the uncertainty as she waited for her good friend, Okanos, the perfects, what we call now in the parental day dolphins, return back of his inspection of what she feel could give those answers. Before she could turn around, she felt to speak back to her brother. She felt something. What is that you feel, Arente? He spoke in a haste and disturbance as Mufeso. he used the main jewel of their father, Kobe, of the rulership, of the domain of Atlantis. Then Mephazo and the others stood nearby, now near a ridge, which seemed calm of the sand around them further. Suddenly, Erunto and Meketa spoke telepathic at once. You felt that, too. Mikato yelled in an audible way. Get low. It is coming fast. Then herds of camels. Then Owento responded that all could hear. I can stop it. The other around General Mafeso looked and didn't see anything, asking Owento to explain. But then in a moment less, they saw a sand dust heading their way, and they started to get on their camel to go out to the opposite way. But Orente stood still and held up his hand to create an energetic wall to prevent it. At the same time, Aketo could feel and see her brother Orente holding back the dune dust of fury. She spoke telepathically. It is of the same that our brother saw, I feel it so, and engulfed him and the others. It is the same that sun does there. It will not stop until it does the same to you and the others. General Mufasa yelled for Awante to let go of it and follow them that the strength of the sand dune dust is too large and another wave they will see. Orante said he is speaking with Makato that they will get help to where we are. I can hold them off, he said. But Makato instantly thought, let's try this, she spoke. Let us both focus to send it to their far left of you, all. Oh. Arente nodded, and with both his hands, and Makato put such force forward as she stood at the same plateau in the center domain of Atlantis, a far away from her father and for her brother Arente. She could feel that she was near standing near Arente in the northern region of Atlantis and felt that swirl of rain they both moved their hands from the left to the right as knowing which one was gonna do what. At the right moment, then that sand-dust-dune to the left current went up through the far mountains. General vessel and the others was astonished and amazement as well as all the others in the village that saw afar. A grabbed grabbed some of the sand dune dust and put it in his pouch he had on his side garment. And then he got on his camel. He spoke to the generals. Now, we shall leave, but we got some of it that knows where my older brother was taken. With my sister help, as you can see and saw, so, we sent that sand dust back to which it came. Let's move out. Mufasa and the other in amazement gladly follow Amenti into the horizon of the land to last motion where Matu was known to be before the sand dune dust occurred. Meanwhile at the capital of Atlantis we see the Galactico advisors and council members advisors of Atlantis surrounding the judgment table of decisions of many talking to King Akobe and the whereabouts of Matu his oldest son and those that could shed some light or somewhere responsible. It is Matum's wife named Tikal that is present, walking in with several of her gods from the palace of the northern region under now the rule of Oguente, and the advisors, now delegated to Matun's first right advisor, Narun. There was back and forth for who should be the while Matu is still missing when one of their Galactica advisors accuses Chekowal of wrongdoing and responsible in some way for the disappearance. There was a loud uproar of everyone in determination of the allocation of such a statement. When Chekowal spoke of those that have already demonstrated mistrust, have spent or sent spies above and below the waters of Nuvo. That instantly gave Makato a strong feeling that she knew of the secret mission instructed for her friend purpose. Friend called Krenurus investigated. Krenurus investigated. Makato asked Chukuo how did she know of such a thing before the question was answered. Makato sensed strongly that her dear friend what a friend. Needed help. So Makato abruptly left to run to the deck to where she often meets up with him. Throughout the chatter, it was High Priest Beko and his Theob's of assistance that followed Makato in a moment of support and the palace guards. Makato made it to the edge-bark walkway and put her hand in the water and pushed it forward. They created a water walk away, a flush of water forward. And she pushed down her hand to emerge with the current, and it flowed fast forward. Makato, with her hand in the water, telepathically ability and force, instructed the waterway to go to the findings of the ruges of Fakia. 22 degrees to the southern region of Atlantis. High Priest Bako and his theobos assistants watched in amazement as they saw that water move with such force as Moketo focused as she looked forward into the mist. Suddenly Moketo saw the image. Although High Priest Beko could not see Moketo could like her vision was in tune to Kranos. He was in trouble and trapped with some type of unknown wiring or something of that nature. It was struggling to release but could not. She felt her brother tuning in and her asked telepathically, what is this that I feel and see? to sent the message back that Kranos is in trouble. Within moments, he held his fist tightly and the fury of that water came and swashed Kranos from the left and to the right. So was Makato's hand that was still engulfed into the water from the edge of the back way. She too closed her hand into her fist and twisted it right to left. That in turn, turned Kranos immediately out of what was entangled and Mikato gasped as she released her hand to know her friend was free. Within several moments as they watched the waterway move from the right into the left they could see Kranos coming up. It was magnificent. He came up and they both touched each other's head. And Makedo was able to hear the language that it showed of his gratitude of being rescued, but as well of what he discovered. Makedo slowly stood up and nodded to her friend and turned to face the high priest Makedo and his royal thieves' assistants. In amazement Makedo spoke, no one will rule my brother Matum territory until we bring him back home and out of those that know more than they speak this day. But Kato and his thieves replied, saying of Matum. insane?"